And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I am Jared Weiss. I am joined by Mo DeKeel as I am every Wednesday. We got Brian Smith on the boards and Mo. The Minnesota Timberwolves, they beat the New York Knicks at MSG 112 to 110 on a very weird ending where Julius Randle makes a really nice kick out to, I think it was Alec Burks in the corner who hits a three, but they have to wave it off because Randle got fouled. And of course, Randle does not hit the free throws. So Randle misses the free throws. Doesn't hurt them as much as you would think, though, Jared, because Pat Beverly misses his free throws and it's still a two point game. The Knicks are without a timeout. They run down the court. Give credit to. Vanderbilt when Kemba Walker comes off the double screen he's right there like there's no room for Kemba Walker to even try to beat him off the dribble or anything like that and remember the Knicks just need a two to tie a three wins it and they're setting up like a comeback action so that Randall can go screen for Evan Fournier but Fournier's running way too quickly that's all adrenaline he's thinking I have a chance to be the hero tonight and he runs too quickly the Wolves are able to defend it they got to settle for a tough shot and man the Wolves actually defend it well and give up an offensive rebound. Then Alex Burke gets it. And Jared, he decides not to kick it to Kemba Walker, who hit three threes in the fourth quarter. No, no, no. I'm going to shoot this one on my own. He misses and the Wolves will come away with a victory. And I mean, the Wolves, they won this game because they got their star offensive player to come through in the fourth quarter. Of course, I'm talking about Jalen taking on Julius Randle, scoring over him. I mean, it didn't matter who they put in front of him. He was just hitting these floaters in the lane over and over again. After three quarters, only three points, but you knew the Giant was going to wake up at some point, and he goes off for 11 points. It was huge. It was almost like a battle at one point, Jared, between Kemba Walker and Jalen Noel. Like It was a real interesting kind of back and forth. Walker would hit a three. Noel would come down the other end and hit a three. It was, it was, it was a fun, fun game, to be honest. Yeah, and Kemba, did he miss nine games with uh, with, with the knee issue? And he comes back, and he's great in the fourth quarter. It's funny. He played the first quarter, had a long sit, then kind of started to get his rhythm in the early second half as the Knicks kind of chipped away because the Wolves were up by double digits for most of that second quarter and entering that third quarter. But credit to the Knicks, they really did push back for a while until Minnesota pulled it out in the end. I mean, yeah, that third quarter, though, they really kind of – one nuts. The Knicks started moving the ball more, a lot better possessions. Ball was flying around a 40-point fourth quarter for the Knicks. They're not a good offensive team, Jared. They don't do that that often. And we also got to give some love to Evan Fournier, who, again, had one of those random nights where he continues to go off and catches fire, scores 27 points, missed a couple of critical open corner threes, though, down the stretch. That really hurt the Knicks. Well, you went 5 for 10 from deep, 10 for 17 from the field. That's pretty nice. And four dimes as well. Minnesota, Anthony Edwards, 21 points, 8 for 17 from the field. Carl Towns, 20 points, 6 for 12 from the field. Towns had some good moments there in crunch time. And Pat Bev had a big defensive play in crunch time right after getting called for a defensive three-second play. They were using him as a roll man to kick it out at one point. He had a team-high six times. 
Uh, what do you think of the way that this Minnesota starting lineup is performing? They're playing pretty solid basketball. Maybe not the greatest all the time. You know, there are moments where it looks good and they drop off and things like that and a little bit shaky, but they're playing pretty good basketball and the way they move the ball, the way they're looking to try to find each other and they defend hard. And that's something you got to give the Wolves credit. That's not something they did in the past. Only other game on the night is the Warriors beating the Pistons 102 to 86. I mean, the Warriors were up by 30 plus in the middle of the third quarter. This was a complete blowout. Nothing to take away from this game besides, I mean, Clay Thompson having a good game. He had 21 points on six for 13 shooting. But Steph jammed his hand and it didn't look great. It didn't look good. He didn't end up dribbling with his left hand for the rest since that moment. It was a errant pass from uh, Gary Payton the second. And you know, you can just tell that it really is bothering him. This is something to just keep an eye on. You know, the, the Warriors are already without Draymond Green. We know Clay Thompson is working his way, you know, back into a rhythm and things like that. But not something you want to see in a game that's uh, pretty ugly. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Let's get to the news. We had a trade in the NBA. Wasn't a huge trade, but it's a trade that is important for me because I cover one of the teams involved with it. We had a three-team deal between the Nuggets, Spurs, and Celtics. The player that seems to matter in this deal is Bryn Forbes is going from the Spurs to Denver. Gives them some shooting. He's been one of the better shooting guys in the league for a while now. Juancho Hernan Gomez goes. He's in a trade with the team he used to play for, but he goes to the Spurs in this one. Hasn't really played for the Celtics all year. And then Bull Bull, P.J. Dozier, both go to Boston. Dozier was a two-way player for Boston a couple years ago, was a breakout player, has a good role player, but then he tore his ACL. Uh, and then Bull Bull had just had a trade rescinded just a couple days ago. Shams Chirani reported yesterday that he's going to be out 8 to 12 weeks with surgery on his foot, so he's probably not going to play for the Celtics unless it gets to the very end of the year. But this is a salary move for those teams. But I guess let's get to Brent Forbes going to Denver. What does this do for Denver? I mean, they badly needed some help on the perimeter. Like they've just had nothing but injuries after injuries after injuries all year. They needed another guard. I kind of like this for them. It didn't cost them too much. You know, Bull Bull and PJ Dozier, it's not that bad of a deal. You know, you get a great shooter in Bryn Forbes, career 41.3% three-point shooter. He wasn't getting a lot of opportunities in San Antonio. Granted, he had a pit stop in Milwaukee last year, won a championship, went back to San Antonio. It wasn't uh, not bad. Not bad, Jared. And then, you know, now he's on his way to Denver, going to get to play with Jokic, who's going to get some more open looks and things like that. Another guard for Jokic to play with. I think this was a smart move for Denver. So where does he fit in that guard rotation where you have Faku and you have uh, Austin Rivers? I mean, I would play him over those two guys. Maybe not Rivers, you know, because let's just be honest, Forbes, not a great defender. But, you know, Faku, 
feisty as all hell, but guys, he's still like five foot nine. So people are still going to shoot over him and things like that. Rivers is a little bit tough. He's got some toughness to him. I actually should give Rivers a little more credit with how he plays. But, you know, I think he's right in the mix. I think just the more perimeter firepower is what Denver needed. And that's what they're going to get with Forbes. So we had a move there. We could have a move somewhere else. And that's in L.A. where our Bill Oram and Sam Amick had a big piece on The Athletic about how Sam Amick or and Bill Oram are saying, I almost said Sam Amick is going to get fired. That man will never get fired. That would have been weird. But Frank Vogel, it's possible that he might get fired. He narrowly avoided being fired after the Lakers' 37-point loss to Denver on Saturday and that he continues to be evaluated on a game-to-game basis. This shouldn't be too surprising for us because I'm sure you've been hearing the same chatter I've been hearing that Frank is going to be on the hot seat entering this season after what happened with the Lakers last year. And the Lakers... I don't think I can blame him for making the rust trade because uh, that probably was not really his call. But what do you think of the idea that he might be the one getting the axe? Well, first, how does one narrowly avoid getting fired? Like, were they coming with the axe to fire him and he just literally like matrixed out of it and ducked out of the way? Like, how does one narrowly avoid getting fired? I'd like to know because I feel like that's a skill I'm going to need at some point, Jared. I've been fired once in the NBA. I'm hoping I never experience that again. And maybe I need to learn this skill. They're just scapegoating Frank. Like, how is he supposed to make this roster work? This is a terrible roster. Forget the Westbrook trade, because we know that was kind of something that came from LeBron, makes it a lot more challenging for them, you know, for the front office. It's a guy you kind of got to keep happy. But then you decide to go with Taylor Horton Tucker over Alex Caruso when you probably need a more defensive minded guard. Mind you, THT, okay, he has a chance to be a pretty good player. But he's not a guy that's going to help you win a championship this year or next year. Like he's, you know, like two, three years away. Like he's just not there yet. You can see it with how he plays now. I think just a lot of their roster moves after that. Like, I just don't think there's a lot of talent that makes sense. Like it just doesn't make sense. I really think guys like uh, Rob Palenka and Kurt Rambis are kind of skating with some of the uh, blame here. They're getting away with a little bit, Jared. One of the really interesting tidbits here is so our guys Brad Turner and Dan Wojcicki of the LA Times came out with a story saying that the Lakers have no current plans to fire Frank Vogel, which is wonderful phrasing. Uh, no current plans. I love it. But that Rob Palenka and Kurt Rambis reportedly spoke with Vogel and David Fisdale, the top assistant, after their loss to the Kings about figuring out how to improve the team's on-court results, which was apparently the third such meeting that they've had recently. And then Rambis went to the Lakers pregame coaches meeting and pushed for them to play more Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan, which who in in the 22 season is pushing for more Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan? No, I mean, but it's not even that. Like, here's the thing that's got to be frustrating. This frustrates a lot of coaches. The guys that put the roster together that doesn't make sense are the ones that are going to evaluate the coaching. So it's to me, it's like, listen, all right, if you're going to fire him, Palenka, you should go coach the team. Show us what your vision was for how this team was supposed to play, because it just doesn't make sense. The roster doesn't make sense. They, they're they upset that the defense isn't up to snuff. You traded away all the defensive guys. What's he supposed to do? You know, and, and, and we could talk about the AD injury till we're blue in the face. I just think it's unfair to Frank Vogel, who won a championship two years ago. And there were some good coaching moves in that run. So you can't tell me that Frank Vogel is not a good coach. It's just they gave him a crap roster. It's a terrible situation. And now they're just trying to pin the blame on him. And flat out, that just ain't right. It's really Palenka, Rambis, and to a degree, LeBron James, who pushed for this Russell Westbrook trade. 
All right, speaking of terrible situations, we're going to have to end the show here. Thank you to Mo DeKeel for making me sound like I know what I'm talking about. Thank you to Brian Smith for making me sound like I know how to talk. Thank you to you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to The Athletic NBA Show if you have not done so. And subscribe to The Athletic at theathletic.com slash ding. Mo, take us out of here. Oh, before I do, make sure you read Jared Weiss's piece on this part of the Celtics trade. I probably should have plugged myself earlier. Oh, well. Well, you're welcome. Ding, ding. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.